1: Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. I came across an interesting question. I was reading a piece, I mean, bizarrely in the way you do, a piece saying how men should actually be sitting to urinate. Apparently it's better for you. I was curious enough to want to read this. But in the middle of it, came across this device. Apparently in Germany they think it's a bad thing for men to stand, so they've been trying to encourage them to sit down. If you go to a public loo, apparently... And you don't sit down, you get reprimanded by the disembodied voice of Angela Merkel. Oh, it's known what? as the WC Geist.
0: It's oh my in, dear. The, the oh. toilet
1: seat. If you try and lift the toilet seat, Angela Merkel tells you off. How's that for a gadget or a gizmo? Well, that'll just encourage men to, to go without lifting the toilet seat, which will actually cause far more <laughs> problems than if they did. Clearly, yet another example where they didn't think it through properly. Yes. Definitely, yes. Right. So what have you got for us? Well, talking of former world leaders, uh, Boris uh, Boris Johnson, he's in trouble (laughs) again, isn't he, with his WhatsApp messages that he's redacted. Mm. Well, WhatsApp are now introducing a 15-minute window in which you can edit your messages. So if you were, and I'm not saying he is, but if you were a, a politician who wanted his messages to go uh, unseen, you hmm. could send the message, people could reply hmm. to it, 15 minutes later, you could edit the message, say something else entirely, and that would then be the message of record. But that seems that seems ludicrous, apart from anything else. I mean, how do you then know well, what I the suppose, original said? I suppose it's to, it's to deal with well, you don't. That's the whole point. It's, to deal with, it's meant to be to deal with autocorrect errors. Right. You know, that kind of thing, which we're all prone to. Oh, I see, like, so you um, correct you you corrected, and it's then corrected at the other end as well. Yes. Oh, and there's okay. a, and it okay. tells the other person that it has been edited, but not what the original said. Mm. But a fifteen minute window, you know all kinds of things could go on over WhatsApp and then just be edited out once the other person yeah. has read them. Mm. Well, the government is actually trying to avoid end-to-end encryption services anyway, isn't it? <sighs> yes. They are trying to do that. So WhatsApp and others are threatening just to boycott the country completely. Mm. As they would, which would be a bit of a disaster. Mm. Anyway, on to uh, a witch report, the Witch, the Consumer Association, that facial recognition, which we're told is so much better than thumbprint recognition, Mm -hmm. if you buy a cheap smartphone, then it can be easily fooled with a photo. And not even a high-quality photo, just one printed out on your regular desktop printer on plain paper. Wow. I would stress this applies to cheap smartphones, such as the Motorola E13, which I hadn't come across, but which comes in under 90 quid with facial recognition, Um, which uh, approached Nokia and said, well, yes, for our cheaper phones, it will unlock the phone, but there are no face recognition privileges in the apps. So if you wanted to use it for in-app banking, Mm. then you couldn't use face recognition for that. Samsung say that the fingerprint still provides the highest level of authentication whereas of course we know that iphones provide the highest level of authentication because and it was worth stating that none of the iphones tested showed showed this problem because iphones don't just look at a photo of your face they actually scan your face in 3d Mm. and that's how they know that it's it's still you i discovered recently when the unfamiliar thing called the sun appeared in the sky, the, the, uh, yes, it'll cope with glasses. Won't cope with sunglasses. You have to take your sunglasses off. It does cope with sunglasses. It doesn't oh, it didn't cope, it didn't with cope with masks very well during the the COVID thing. No, well, it's not coping with my sunglasses. It won't recognise me it's at not. all. No, oh, well, does not that uh-huh. hard. Maybe it doesn't like my sunglasses. Up. Maybe it doesn't like your sunglasses. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, onwards. Uh, now, we we forgot to mention that uh, the Disney hotel in Florida called Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is opening. It's a hotel, yes. Right. I can now announce that it's closing. So, oh, sorry okay. about that. But you've <laughs> got until the end of September to go there. And what right. it is, it's a live Star Wars story mm. where you can choose whether you follow the light side or the dark side and then you can be involved in whatever shenanigans they get up to to involve you in the, the full-on Star Wars Disney experience, assuming that you can afford it, because a two-night stay for two people costs upwards of $4,800. What? Which is a lot for two days in a hotel, even if it is a Star Wars-themed hotel. A, lo- a, a lot? for regular That's room. extraordinary. It really is no wonder they're closing. Wow. Yes, wow, wow, indeed. Anyway, should you be one of the people who has been on there and who have, let's say, more money than sense? There must be a more polite way of... That was the phrase that leapt to mind for me as well. Serpentless cash, shall we say. Yes. And you want to take your dog on holiday with you, or indeed your cat on holiday, Mm. which can now be done with a pet passport, but you might want to hire a private jet. This is the canine jet. K9jet.com if you're interested, which can take 10 owners who travel with their dogs. Transatlantic trip will set you back um, starting at 7,000 pounds, which is actually quite a lot, I think, for uh, just to take your dog with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, your dog can weigh up to 50 pounds. If it weighs more than 51, 50 pounds, so 51 pounds plus, you have to buy it its own seat at another seven thousand pounds <laughs> which is a lot you could also take cats but they do say that the cats have to be in cat boxes which currently- well you gonna, if there are lots of dogs on the flight i'm not surprised exactly i mean yeah. i can imagine nothing worse than being on a sealed jet with 10 dogs and indeed the 10 dog owners so i think i'm going to give that one a miss well i'm not sure I would- for go, dogs you than to. young babies I'm sure we've all had to travel on planes when we've been very close to some screaming child for a long time. Yes. When I flew back from California some years ago, sat down getting ready for my 11-hour flight, Mm. and the woman behind me called the stewardess over and said, "Um, I ought to warn you that my husband has really bad diarrhoea and vomiting. And I thought, right, thank you, 11 hours of this. But fortunately, the husband was uh, relatively quiet. During the rest of the trip. Good grief. Yes, I wouldn't want to go to sleep, really. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, indeed. You really Oh, we to... haven't had one of these yet, so perhaps now's the time. And we talked back in October how Tesla had brought out their new robot optimus which had to be Mm. wheeled on stage because it couldn't walk i remember now it can walk In fact, we revealed in Mm. march that it could now walk it now works rather walks rather more fluidly and it's quite dexterous and it can do the kind of assembly line jobs or indeed jobs in pharmaceutical laboratories where there's a lot of repetitive Mm. mixing of things in test tubes and so tesla is pushing ahead with their with their optimus which is a little bit scary, since obviously these things will be AI-driven, and we do know that AI can go wrong from time to time. Yes. you sort of wonder why they bothered unveiling it in October when it was clearly just a laughing stock. Well, Elon Musk, I wish they had it all planned, and at the last minute it didn't work, so they wheeled it on instead. But I mean, when he first announced it, he had a man in a robot suit dancing to demonstrate. <laughs> What his robot could do should he get around to inventing it. Doesn't he want to put sense. chips into all of us to make us into robots? He wanted to put a chip into himself, but he was denied it. They said, no, that's too dangerous. And so he didn't. So maybe that's mm. one going, go, going to do nowhere. Maybe he'll just win in the end, who knows. Meanwhile, OpenAI, the inventors of chat GPT, mm. have unveiled shape E, rather, chat- E. that's obviously meant to be shape isn't it i don't mm-hmm. want to put a dash e on there so shape ai which can create 3d models from images they so showed a photograph and it can build mm-hmm. a 3d model of it or from text so you can tell it what you want and it'll build a 3d model of it and the idea is it's very good if you're if you're playing you know some kind of dungeons and dragons video game then you mm-hmm. can say you know give me a, a spiked hammer and the game will generate a spiked hammer for you to your uh, to your exact specification. So it's not actually going to be putting architects out of work instantly? Not just yet, but of course all you've got to do is hook one of these things up to a 3D printer, yeah. and when Tesla's Optimus robot says, give me a spiked hammer, then we really need to start worrying, I think. Mm. Yes, yeah. I'm yeah. worrying now. Oh no! Don't worry. No, I think, do I think we should. I think we should worry in advance. Enough. I don't think we should wait to worry. Not just yet. You can worry in a bit. Let's right. let's let's have a look at some more uh, AI stuff since we haven't talked about it for at least two weeks because you mm. told me to stop talking about it. And this is the Google AI test kitchen. The test kitchen is where they try out things that are not quite ready for prime time, but you can go and try them out. And this is the Music LM. So. AI is built on what they call large language models. Mm. And that's how uh, chatbots work. So your, your open AI chatbot has read everything, literally everything, everything there is to read, mm. it has read. But la- language models don't just apply to verbal language. They can also apply to visual language, which is how they meant to generate images, or indeed music. So music LM is the music language model, and you just tell it what kind of music you want and it'll play it for you. In fact, it'll give you two versions of each piece of music. You tell it which one you think is better and then it'll feed that back into the system. the idea being that it'll then improve itself. So I started by asking for a traditional jazz trumpet solo. Should we have a listen? What i call I, trad jazz it's not i once saw a very good description of uh the difference between trad jazz and modern jazz uh trad jazz being where everyone plays as fast as possible and tries to outdo each other and modern jazz being where everyone plays as fast as possible and ignores each other <laughs> that's rather good so that so anyway i thought well okay difficulty with trad jazz i asked for a string quartet a slow movement let's see what it did clearly is a group of classical musicians trying to play jazz, but not knowing how to. It is. No, exactly. So, it seems to like jazz. It's uh, no tunes. Can't do tunes, obviously. But it's us people. There are quite a lot of classical composers who fall into the same category, I guess. Exactly. So yes. Google say that the more specific you are, the better the results will be. So I said, OK, give me a superhero film theme tune with lots of brass and strings playing fourths and fifths, fourths and fifths are what make he- heroic music. And this is what it came up with. Mm-hmm. Well, I I think think John Williams Williams is breathing a sigh (laughs) of relief here. (laughs) Exactly, yes. But honestly, it's back to track jazz again. It's very strange. It's very, very strange. So. Musicians have no need to fear for the moment. Well, except you know, it's the equivalent of uh, of Optimus not being able to walk six months' time. Of course, it'll it'll be wow. brilliant, perhaps. Yes, maybe it uh, will. Very odd. I'm um, talking of sort of music and that sort of thing online. Have you tried? Because a few months ago you talked about um, Apple trying to 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 get classical music right, which yes. has always been a problem online. Have You've tried it yet? I keep hearing it advertised. But I haven't tried it yet. I, I haven't tried it yet uh, because um, I don't have a subscription to Apple Music. Oh, right. If Apple, no, no is was no listening. And they'd like to give me one, then I'll give it a go. Okay. But I subscribe to so many things yeah. oh, no. that it's, it's difficult to add yet another one. To I, I agree. I agree entirely. Oh, we have another break in the middle yet, have we? Gosh, I should give you a chance to catch your breath. Let's do that now.
0: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe.
1: This is Simon Rose. You're listening to Gadget and Gizmos on Share radio with Steve Kaplan taking us through the latest in tech. What now? Well, you are talking of music, as it were earlier. You are learning to play the ukulele. In fact, not even just learning, but you can play the ukulele. Yes, not very well, but I can. I can ah. play a lot better than Google's bloody AI. But... Well, maybe this crowdfunding thing will hmm. be of interest to you. Let's have a little crowdfunding jingle, shall we? Oh, of course. Um, here we are. And this is the MU six label. That's I suppose it's supposed it's probably supposed to be announced Music's label. Music's yes, musics label. Anyway, it is a guitar and indeed ukulele trainer. Mm -hmm. And it it's flexible, so you can bend it to sit on top of your guitar or indeed your Mm -hmm. ukulele. It has two small colour screens in it which include a chord library, scales training, a metronome, a tuner, and indeed backing tracks that you can play along to. Hmm. It also includes a hygrometer and a decibel meter, but also there's a scrolling tab display. So rather than reading your tabs from uh, music sp- vintage street music, Yes, yes. then you can just look down at your ukulele and you can see the, scr- the tab scrolling past as you play. And oh, there's a virtual cool. teacher built into it that will help you oh, to, to play. Well, it all sounds very clever, although my teacher keeps telling me not to keep looking down. No. Trying, <laughs> for no. Well, there's a reason have to keep looking down. I anyway, am intrigued. What's a hygrometer for? Well, for people who got, I suppose, very expensive guitars and want to make sure that they're stalled correctly. Okay. I mean so you it put it away in a ridiculous. case and you have to keep opening the case to find out if you have sorted it correctly. Okay. <laughs> yes exactly right. Okay fine exactly. fine. Anyway it's on Kickstarter now it's called the Music's label and it's starting at 119 pounds which doesn't seem a ridiculous amount of money for it and you have until the 16th of June to decide mm-hmm. if you if you want one of these. It looks to me like they've already started manufacturing them so it's definitely going to to go mm-hmm. ahead. And I think it actually looks rather good. If I were just learning the guitar, I think I might well go for one of these music's labels. Mm. It's really how many tools there are to help you learn a musical instrument now compared to when we were youngsters. It is so admittedly, it? yes, yes. I'm still mm. using 78s when we were youngsters, of course. <laughs> well, so, mel- you melting them into ashtrays and things like that, but yes. <laughs> they were still around. Okay, um, onwards then? Yes, indeed. So as everything for so Kickstarter is in the future, but here's something that you'll be able to buy well, possibly fairly soon. So, laptops. The good thing about laptops is that you can carry them around. They're portable. The bad thing about laptops is that the screen is much smaller than your desktop screen. Well, in most mm-hmm. cases. Mm-hmm. And the bigger the screen, the less laptopy it is. So, the less easy it is to carry it around. Well, there is a company called Sightful who have come up with the Space Top, as they call it, which is a laptop with no screen. Instead, you have a pair of AR glasses that you wear that project the equivalent of an 100-inch display in front of you Ooh. on its two 1080p displays built into the, the thing. They are see-through, so you can see through it because the, the screens themselves will be opaque, but everything around the screens mm. will be will be transparent. Yeah, and you can have multiple windows, so you can have as many as you want, all side by side, and then just drag in the one that you want. It their, their own operating system, which is based on Android, and that allows them to have the, the multiple windows. And it sounds rather interesting. Price not announced, although it's reckoned it's going to be around $2,000. And if you go to siteful.com, you might be one of a thousand lucky people who can sign up to try it now. But it asks you lots of questions. And one of the questions is, do you wear glasses? And if you say, yes, they say, are they multifocal glasses? Which, yes, actually, mine are. Mm. In which case it says, sorry, not for you, not just yet. So I think it's okay if you have reading glasses, but if you wear very focal glasses, as I do, then it's it's not the kind of And thing. couldn't it take account of a prescription in the projection? Mm. In theory? Well, I think that in theory, that's probably something that they will yeah. build into it, but I don't know how they can adjust the focus well enough for that to happen. Yeah. Oh, what a shame. Oh, what a shame.
0: Good Your idea, glasses though.
1: don't have to be I'm um, very focal, do they? I mean, a lot of people move on to very focal glasses after, you know, single prescription glasses. Yes, as, it, as I did. Yes. So yes. you should be when able to When I bought my first it. iPhone, I didn't need glasses at all. And then I needed glasses in order to see the screen. And now I need glasses in order to see just about anything. Well, maybe the two things are connected. <laughs> Maybe your eyesight would still be perfect. There's a yes. There's probably a very close correlation. Um, oddly enough, well, no, as we're talking about windows and things like that, I, I went on a, a broad strip last week. The the, uh, the excuse was we were going to sail past George Formby's former home, which is somebody's holiday home. £1.6 million pounds currently valued at. It's somebody's ah. holiday home. Ah. Just extraordinary. Anyway, as we went past this, one guy got up and sang this wonderful song, which sadly I don't have a copy of, called Reinstalling Windows to the tune of George Formby's Run and It was very, very funny. Windows may be rather more reliable these days than its reputation um, has it, but it was very funny, I have to say. Um, and, you know, as you've pointed out on many occasions, if you use the <laughs> Mac operating system, we feel very superior. When you say a broad trip. This is the Norfolk boards. i Oh, yeah, yes. yes oh, yes, yes OK. Yes. And you went with a whole bunch of people with ukuleles playing George Formby songs? Uh, no, no, not just George Formby. It was people who were playing ukuleles, all bunch of ukuleles, and we played a lot of stuff. I mean, quite a lot of Formby, but there were lots of other people who came along who we'd never met before who brought their ukuleles. It was great fun. Well, how many people could you fit on this boat? Uh, 50 the first trip, 70 on the second. 70 people with ukuleles? Not everybody had a ukulele. Some people had more than one. Did you get complaints from other broads users? I don't know. A lot of people were. Well, we thought a lot of people were waving at us. They may have been gesticulating <laughs> in other, other forms. No, I'm sure they were waving so <laughs> Okay. Well, we're nearly out of time. What have you still got for us? Well, free Wi-Fi on trains. As you know, there's free Wi-Fi on trains. Possibly not for much longer. It's going to be cut. Oh. Because they did a focus group. And who said that actually free Wi-Fi is less important than than cheaper train tickets, but I suppose makes sense. Mm. There's a podcast called Calling All Stations, which I imagine is some kind of train spotters podcast. Yes. Who pointed out that network rail was fined £50 million pounds in 2014 for their poor service. Mm. And that £50 million pounds was supposed to be put into improving the network. So, in other words, we've already paid for the Wi-Fi. Um, and as far as I re- I remember, HS2 is predicated on the belief that people will be able to work on trains. Yes. Um, well, if there's no Wi-Fi, presumably they're not going to be able to. Because uh, am I not right in thinking that train carriages are to some extent Faraday cages and they make an ordinary signal rather, well, rather inferior? Indeed. So that's the problem. So they have the receivers on the roof of the train and that's what makes the Wi-Fi better. But, of course, the signal received through the transmitter on receiver on the roof then has to be shared by everyone on the train. Hmm. So you're, you're not going to get that good, uh, 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 certainly got a good speed, but you might get a slightly more, more reliable signal. Hmm. Who knows? And, finally, oh, and on finally, to the news that women do more homework, more housework, more homework, more housework. housework. <laughs> um. And the Spanish government did a survey recently which showed that 50% of women say they do the majority of housework compared to 4% of men. So to try and rectify this imbalance, they have set up a new app which will monitor how much housework men and women are individually doing. How is it going to work? Well, I have absolutely no idea. They've just opened (laughs) the bidding to developers who think they can figure out how to do it with a budget of 211,000 euros, which, frankly, is an awful lot for an app that almost certainly won't work. And even if it does work, people almost certainly won't use it. And even if they do use it, they'll almost certainly take no notice of it. Yeah, you can't have a feeling, yes, the the people who are shirking the housework are unlikely really to want to utilize the app. Exactly. Unless the idea is that it's all built into your smart devices, assuming you have a lot of smart kettles and smart vacuum, you know, smart mops or smart dusters yet, do you? So I don't know well, quite how it's going to work. Just because we haven't covered them doesn't mean they don't exist. No. I Wouldn't put it past yeah. them. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. Who knows? Well, okay. That's uh, slightly disconcerting. Okay. What happens if people live on their own? One, of, one then... half could tell the other half to work harder. Exactly. They it probably is. wouldn't download the app if they lived on their own. Oh, I suppose not. Well, I yeah. suspect many people won't download the app. On the other hand, do you think we could get some of the 211,000 euros? Perhaps we could pitch, should pitch for it. I think we should certainly pitch for it. We yeah. could just pitch for an app we, saying, we could save no them because it won't work and no one uses it. Say, we could save them 200,000 euros. If they gave us 11,000 euros, we could tell them, don't go ahead. We'd save them 200,000 euros. Brilliant. Yeah. One yes. of us. Yeah. Let's go on and do that. Right, that's it though for this edition of Gadgets and Gizmos. We will be back with more of the same. Well, not the same, but you know what I mean. At the same time next week.
0: Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No,
1: it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.